Hey, this is Jason Overcome Redmond. Thanks for tuning in to the JR Overcome Show. If you love this show, we would love for you to do us a huge favor. Go to iTunes, subscribe, leave a five-star review, leave a comment, and share with your friends. Everybody wants to be on top of the mountain. The problem nowadays is people want to get dropped off at the top of the hill and look down. It's that I overcome mindset that makes all the difference. See, the way we're taught is you're going to claw, you're going to scratch, you're going to bite, you're going to dig, you're going to do whatever it takes to get to the top of that mountain. That unequivocally is how I have managed to keep myself moving forward and finding success. Two seals, one mission. The JR Overcome Show. And welcome back to the JR Overcome Show. Our amazing guest is, uh, he's an individual that he's, uh, he's done some gambling in his life, that's for sure, because uh, he had one hell of an incident that he came back from. So many people would not have survived what he survived, and he's got an amazing story. So we are, we're going to be jumping into that, uh, but as we always do. Anything you got going on, Mr. Cash Care? Just, you know, um, besides are, love and conquer. Besides conquering the world, I'm just doing uh, the camps are taking off. You know, me and you got some stuff that you can talk about here coming up. And uh, I'm happy, you know, I'm, I'm six feet above, Amen. not below. So uh, no bad days. I hate, yeah, I just stole that from you. No bad days. Um, I'm breathing. Boom. <laughs> sorry he caught me with the no one uses my boom against me damn it it's powerful um good stuff just uh i'm happy you know it's just uh it's summertime um mama's in a sundress i like it i'm happy yeah. life's good it is good man i love being out there uh and just getting at it i tell you what man uh last uh, you know, a few weeks ago, man, we had Memorial Day. It's the last time I haven't had a chance yeah. to do that. But got out on my motorcycle and um, me and the long-haired admiral headed down to the beach. And if no one's ever seen the Navy SEAL Ad uh, Memorial, it's brand new. Mm -hmm. uh, have you been down there? Have you seen yes, it? Yes, I have. Dude, yes, it I is have. beautiful. It's powerful, powerful. And it's such a good job. So if any of you are ever in Virginia Beach, if you come here to vacation, go down and see that memorial. It's on uh, 38th Street and last, or 38th Street and the boardwalk off Atlantic Avenue. No, no, go, go. I want to tell you something. And it is uh, it is just a very humbling memorial has the naked warrior statue our flags it's got etchings of uh all the different operations we've been in it's got a gold star for every naval special warfare member that's been lost going back to world war ii which is 300 and dogs and, and yeah. our dogs we yeah. have 10 dog paw prints yep. that are etched onto the marble and what's really cool is underneath that naked warrior statue is a time capsule mm -hmm. and uh it, it's set to be opened in 2068 i believe so if any of you are out there and uh, any of you are out there, if you're younger and you're around, you want to be in Virginia Beach to see what's in that time capsule. I've heard it's some pretty cool stuff honoring the history of the SEAL team. You know, and I hate to cut, Not, I'm not trying to one-up you here and believe me, I'm not, but uh, Memorial Day for me, I went down, we talked about this, I went down to the gym in Charlottesville and I led the Murph. Obviously, we all knew Murph and- Get a little choked up. Probably one of the greatest moments of my life. I worked with two special needs individuals. They did the entire Murph. Now, did we make some moderations? Yes. But talk about conquering, overcoming. Um, I specifically specifically worked with a young man, 20 years old, named Marcos, who probably is the most inspirational young man I've ever met. He crushed it. He conquered it. And I'm so proud of him. And I had to give him a shout out. That's awesome. Well, Marcos, uh, I actually got to talk to you on Instagram Live and dude, 
Keep getting out there, man. Setting the example. That's what people need, man. They need to see other people who have been through some hard times, through some adversity, and continue to push forward and grind. And they overcome and they conquer their lives. And that's exactly what this show is all about. Finding those individuals that figure out how to lead themselves through that adversity. So speaking of that, Let's jump right in. Uh, I am honored. I tell you what, I have done uh, several events with this individual. He has worked with our company and he is someone, I'm very fortunate. I've been around a lot of motivating people and he is one of these people that motivates me. So uh, this individual always wanted to be a police officer. That was his dream as he grew up. And he worked towards that dream. And along the way, he decided, hey, I'm going to go serve in the military and he almost served in the military, he served in the United States Air Force. I mean, that's like, <laughs> it's kind of close. <laughs> close. So uh, I'm just kidding. I love you, Air Force. You guys yeah. saved my life. Way big, to go. Big shout out to the AC-130. Is the Air Force and the Coast Guard the same thing? I'm not sure on that yet. So, uh, you know, I mean, it's close. Both of them have a summer camp that yeah. people go through Club when course. they start. Course. Yeah, yeah. Got it, yeah, got it, got it, got it. Absolutely. So, <laughs> but uh, after he got out of the Air Force, he uh, went on, he achieved, and started working on the streets of Phoenix as a police officer. And then uh, he had an absolutely catastrophic accident that occurred that forever changed his life. And and I, I'm, I'm only going to touch on, I'm not even going to touch on it. I'd rather he tell us about that yeah, night. Yeah. But I tell you what, it is an absolute miracle he survived. Like a lot of people say it's a miracle. I survived. No way. This guy's accident. Uh, and he spent a hell of a lot more time getting put back together after this devastating, devastating accident. But unlike so many people, he didn't sit on the X, man. He got out there and he just said, I'm going to continue to live. I'm going to continue to make a difference and started getting out there and speaking and sharing his story. And he actually went back and continued to serve as a police officer for, uh, for a period of time before now he got out and he's speaking and motivating people all across the country. So it is my great honor to introduce the man who is featured in the book, Burning Shield, Jason Shackerley. Yes. Did I pronounce Martin, that right uh, or did I butcher did I butcher that name? Shackerley. 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 All right, I'm dropping that T. Look at me, man. That's, That's terrible. Right. Well, brother, That's a, welcome to the JR Overcome Show, man. Man, you guys, uh, I can't even tell you, I'm so humbled and honored that I've been hoping to do this for a very long time. So I deeply appreciate you having me. Brother, it's easy to have you on. I mean, we're always looking for people who have led themselves, who have overcome amazing yeah. obstacles. Dude, you are the epitome of that. So let, let's jump right in, man. Yeah, let's do it. Tell, yeah. Tell no. us about that night. So I'd only been a cop. Um, and just to backtrack a little bit, you know, I did my time in the Air Force, honorably discharged, came home, and I was 22 years old, gung-ho, like, life is easy, right? I'm going to – I just go put my name in the hat, and I'll be a cop because life's that easy. And uh, actually, it's not. I you know, I got married, I had a couple of kids, had some responsibilities, and uh, I tried a couple of times, and, you know, that job is – it's a serious job. It's not easy to get. And I ended up with a great job at a power company here in the Valley. I'm making a, a bunch of money, taking care of my family. Life's pretty good. And then uh, March 26th of 
1999, an officer named Mark Atkinson was shot and killed in the line of duty. And it was really just, it was my moment of clarity. It was my, uh, talk about getting off the X. I'm like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. It's my calling. So that's um, 26 years old. I was able to get the job and uh, cruise right through the academy. I mean, uh, even though I was only in the Air Force, <laughs> you said it. <laughs> the structure and discipline that you get from the military uh, makes some other things in life pretty fun, pretty easy. So I hit the streets, and, and I'll tell you what, I was, man, just this job was, it, it's unbelievable. When you do it with the right humility and honor behind the badge, and I did it for the right reasons. My name went on that application for the right reasons. And uh, I was only 14 months into it. And then, ironically enough, March 26th of 2001, two years to the day after Mark Atkinson was killed on his anniversary. Wow. I went to work that day, and uh, I was almost through my shift. Call came out on the radio, an emergency call. It wasn't in my area. wasn't in, wasn't my responsibility. But the Austin that area was busy at the time, so I grabbed the radio and I said I'll head that direction. And on my way to the call, uh, you know, I'm running lights and sirens. But as I approached the an intersection freeway overpass, and I had a red light. So even though you got lights and siren, you got to come to a complete stop to make sure the people getting, you know, with the green lights would yield. It only takes a second and a half to, to do this. And, you know, nothing happens by chance. Nothing happens by crazy black magic. But in that second and a half, my patrol car was struck from behind by a taxi cab. Guy was having an epileptic seizure and he was doing 115 miles an hour when he ran it. I mean, 40 mile an hour downtown Tulsa City Street. It's something I can't even fathom. And and you were totally I, stopped. You were at a complete uh, standstill when he hit you. I was at a complete standstill, foot on the brake, hands on the steering wheel, and I'm looking left and right, you know, checking people getting on and off the freeway are, are seeing me because I'm trying not to get hit. And, uh, he plows into me. Of course, I was knocked unconscious. I have no actual memory of it, but over time, I was able to listen to all the police and fire dispatch tapes and personally interview everybody on scene that night. But my car, I was driving a Ford Crown Victoria, very susceptible to rear end fuel bed fires. We've lost a lot of officers across the country, countless civilians that you'll never hear about on TV. But my car bursts into flames travels about 270 feet and as miracle would have it it comes to rest 50 feet from a fire truck wow dude fate right yeah. there wow the, a fire truck in the intersection basically witnessing that, that and i mean you guys understand you did a situation you understand chaos of the moment the fight or flight syndrome i don't care who you are what uniform you're wearing to, to revert back to your training and, and to be able to slow things down this crew, uh, not only did I have a fire truck in my intersection, but I had the exact right four people in that fire truck. And they were able to get out. They all had, you know, very specific individual jobs to do and were able to go to work. Got me out of that car in 90 seconds. My feet and body never even touched the ground. I just, they body surfed me uh, out the driver's window into the back of an ambulance that pulled up right there, uh, two and a half miles away from, from what 
I'm going to proudly say is the best burn center in the United States, the Maricopa County Hospital. And I was on their trauma table in less than eight minutes. It just wasn't your time, brother. It just was not Dude, your time. Yeah, talk wow. about it. Well, I, about- uh, I mean, I still had quite the fine on my hands. But, oh, yeah. Um, I was given, uh, they, they, they did an amazing job to get me there. And I had suffered burns to 43% of my body. My neck hit the face. They were fourth degree, which that's something I never heard. It's, it's down to the last layers of muscle to the bone. My shoulders to my hands were third degree. Thankfully, my chest, my stomach, my back don't have a mark on. And my bulletproof vest, you know, I ultimately credit that was saved my life. And my chest could burn anything like my arms or face. You know, you guys know how burns work. They just constrict. You can't breathe. I would have died within just a couple of minutes. But the bulletproof vest was for a lot more than stopping bullets. And uh, my best friend showed up. He he took one look at me and then looked up and said, thank God that's not Jason. Didn't even recognize him. Wow. And, Holy uh, they took me into the hospital room, started cutting off my uniform. I had a tattoo on my arm at the time that my buddy Brian recognized, identified me with. And then, uh, you know, things get set into motion. He has to go wake my wife up in the middle of the night and completely change her life forever. We got a seven-year-old daughter, a two-year-old son. He's got to get my parents out of bed. He's got to contact our friends from the academy, get them back down. And uh, the head of the burn center, he was pretty honest. He said, look, I, I've never seen burns like this. Somebody's head and face. Jason is not going to survive this. But I got to get him into surgery. I got to get all of that dead bacteria-filled tissue off of him placed me into a medically induced coma just to keep me quiet from the surgeries and the pain. If I was to survive for a couple of days and that's when the, uh, well, and to stop you from, be- really stop you from being lippy. I mean, I've been around you. I know how lippy you are. So, uh, so yeah, that was probably, they were like, we're going to have to put this guy down for longer. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I was, uh, I, I definitely would not have sat quietly <laughs> knowing what was going on. They needed to put me down for a little while. Brother, how long were you in that coma? Oh man, that's uh, that's still to this day one of the most amazing things. Uh, you got to give credit to how good these drugs are because it was medically induced. But when I woke up from my coma, or when they woke me up, I mean, I was as clear-headed as I am right now. Hard to imagine, but knew right away I was in the hospital. The sound, the smells, like I was completely blind. But to me, it was like, why can't I open my eyes? Why can't I move? I was just at work. I mean, a thousand thoughts were just rushing into my mind and my wife was in the room with me. Never forget how calm and strong her voice was. And uh, she told me you, that I'd been in a car accident. And I'm like, well, when was it? You know, I'm thinking three hours ago was last night. I was back unconscious, big deal. And it's crazy what, you know, what goes through your mind in the situation. And the accident was on March 26th. And she dropped the bomb on me that uh, it was June 12th. Two and, oh, wow. Man, six weeks. Two and a half months. Two and a half months. Yeah. Two and a half, two and a half months. Yeah. Two and a half months. And it was yeah, math. Uh, math. The, the blink of an eye. <laughs> the blink of an eye. And I missed. I missed every, I missed my son. I missed my wedding anniversary. I missed my son's third birthday. And it was uh it was tough to get my mind wrapped around that. Well, let me rewind. Let me go back. And again, I, this may sound like a stupid question, but I and I, we've met before and we've talked. The individual that hit you, did he die on impact? Man, not only did he not die on impact, he suffered a broken left leg and 
he had a passenger in the backseat of his taxi who was ejected out of the windshield, and that dude survived. The funny part, and listen, I've got a, I got a pretty messed up morbid sense of humor, but <laughs> you're in the, the right crowd. The, yeah, the guy who gets ejected when they when they the other fire units arrived to see him land in the street and go to help him. They noticed that he was wearing Sheriff Joe R. Pyle's jail outfit. Dude just got released from jail, called a cab to get a ride home, and then they run into a cop. You can't make that shit up. <laughs> Man, worst ride of his life. Damn. <laughs> See, hey, you know those taxi cabs, they have the plastic partition like a cop car does. Can you imagine? That guy was helpless watching this car just build up speed and, and knew he was going to hit something. So, so Dude, the wow. reason the reason why I'm asking, I'm, I'm I'm kind of building up to this next question is, has there ever been a confrontation between you two? Have you two spoke? Have you seen him? Have you ever confronted him? You know, has he seen what has happened? What what he did? The repercussions of, you know, what he did? Or have you have you all never seen each other since? No, that's an excellent question because, um, you know, I know. He was not targeting me. He made a lot of very poor decisions over a long period of time. And, and I, life is all about choices every single day, the hundreds of them that we make. He made a lot of bad ones. So he gets arrested because for a lot of reasons, he had caused further accidents prior to mine. He wasn't taking his medication. He lied on his driver's license applications, all this stuff. So a year after accident, he goes to trial. And he's found guilty uh, um, for ag assault against a police officer, ag assault against his passenger. And during the sentencing, I don't know if you guys have ever seen a felony trial. Anybody who wants to speak to the judge is allowed to. So, you know, I said a few words. My parents wrote a statement, my friend. And then his family said some things. When he got in front of the judge, he's already been found guilty by a jury of his peers. He told the judge that the reason his leg was broken so badly that night was several of my police friends came to the hospital and beat him up. And so when I heard him say this, I realized what a tiny character we were dealing with. Yeah. And he got sentenced to 12 and a half years in prison. And truly, I never gave him another thought. He got released in 2011. And I have no idea where he is, what he's doing. Hopefully, he's not living a productive life. He had three kids of his own that he completely derailed their course of life. So, but no, uh, I have not seen him or talked to him, and I have no use for it. Wow, jeez, that, that's that's. I mean, so many layers of that story are powerful on all levels. Uh, you know, having gone through my own, you know, uh, surgeries and recovery, and that is, man, that is such a hard journey in itself. I talk to so many people about, you know, what they don't understand about suffering really grievous injuries like this. It's so much of you know, one step forward and so often two steps or 10 steps back, you know, you'll have a graft will fail or a surgery isn't successful. And and then you have to recover and wait to go back and do it again. Because most of the time they can't just go right back in in that moment. They've got to figure out where they're going to harvest new tissue, uh, where they're going to do the new grafts. So uh, how many surgeries and grafts did you have done and how long did that take? And I know that is just a brutal, brutal process. Well, yeah, while I, mean, while I was in the hospital and in a coma, I had quite a few surgeries just 
life-saving surgery. I mean, I was a tissue. Oh, wait. So you uh, cheated. So you were in a coma. Wow. So, oh, man, you come on. That's a shortcut. <laughs> oh, oh, dude, I miss. And you talk to a lot of burn survivors. The worst pain in the world is when they come in to clean and debris. I've heard that. I mean, I haven't been burned and, and I just have much respect. I, I, so I you you basically cheated. That. You cheated all Can that. Can I call I, you I, a slacker? I, yeah, I mean you're, yeah. you're you are a and slacker. I, I'm quite, hey, <laughs> hey, didn't we just get through talking about I joined the Air Force, not the Marines? I, I didn't just, go to I freaking was in the Air Force. I'm gonna get out the easy route. So I slept through all that. But I was a tissue recipient. Uh, you know, you, a burn survivor when you lose those fluids, especially with fourth degree burns, that protection. You might live four or five weeks, but that's when you end up dying. And, you know, somebody gave the, the gift of life, is not, not just a term. Don't, being an organ and tissue donor can have a ripple effect that, uh, and, and I'll share more about that in a little while. But so I went to a lot of surgeries just to, to save my life, uh, you know, and lost a bunch of my fingers and uh, the skin grafts. And then when I woke up and the, they were sure I was going to live. Eventually, it became a reconstructive part, and it was all elective. What do I want to work on? What do I want to try and fix? And so I had currently, to put this into perspective, I've had 56 surgeries, but I have not had surgery since 2008. Wow. Dude, and yeah, for our listeners out there, I mean, you know, we have a dark sense of humor. We make fun of each other, you know, so <laughs> please, if, if any of you are offended by yeah. me poking fun at Jason, he is... I just called Dude, Jason you have a been fucking through, slacker. Uh, I mean, my my recovery was, I mean, it was a different road, but definitely, man, burns are such a brutal, brutal injury. I have friends like my buddy, you know, Ranger Mike Slitz, who he was severely burned, Israel Del Toro. Uh, dude, much respect for you guys to go through that. So uh, <laughs> there's no, there's nothing slacking about it, but uh, yeah, hats off, man. So, Jason, I got a question for you. You know, we've met a couple times and yeah. your spirit is just overpowering, you know, and infectious and it is infectious. And the question I've always wanted to ask you, but, you know, we've never had this kind of, I guess, one on one time with all the fans listening afterwards is right. what is the difference between the old Jason and the new Jason? Because I tell you what, I mean, I have never met a more po- and this is coming from me. You know, I'm a positive person. You know, we talk on the phone. You are the most positive, just motivated, just well, good-hearted, well-spirited person I've ever met. For someone that's gone through, I'm sorry, the shit you've gone through to, again, I'm going to use both to overcome, conquer, whatever the hell it is you want to call it. How in the hell, where did you, where did you go to find this guy? I mean, you seem like you've went to hell and back. Uh, I... I have definitely gone to hell and back, and I am not ashamed to admit that this was a process. I had an immense amount of dark days, uh, just unbelievable dark days, especially in the beginning. But when you ask, you know, what's there to the old Jason and the new Jason, the old Jason was very lucky. I mean, I spent 28 years on this earth. And at the time of my accident, my parents are alive and married. All four of my grandparents are alive and married. Yeah. I have every goal I've set for myself, I've achieved. I had, I mean, I knew nothing about true adversity until this hit. 
And then the way I looked at it, you know, what got me through the early times was I was asleep for two and a half months and I wake up and I knew right away what those firefighters did for me, what my doctors had done for me, what my family had gone through and having two kids at home that I know why I put my name on that application. And I'm very proud of that. But my children did not ask for that. They did not ask me to go out and, and interrupt their lives. I mean, when I got home, my three-year-old son, you guys are fathers, right? Yes, we are. My, my three-year-old son would openly say, you're not my dad. And the overwhelming guilt that comes with that, like how in the hell are we going to get through this? But back in the early days, I had to find the, the smallest of things. And when I'm talking small things, it, it could have been putting my hand on my favorite golden retriever. It could have been listening to the D-backs win a game. It listened to my children's voices. How am I going to make this right by them? But once, you know, positive momentum, every time I went to therapy, got a little bit stronger. Every surgery, and, and Jason, you hit it on the head. I had some surgeries that you go in there like, oh, this is going to be great. And then you get your ass kicked, you know, 10 miles backwards and you got to kind of start over or it becomes life threatening again. But things started to build up and I, I was so committed to being a dad. I was committed to be going back to work. And even though doctors and friends, everybody's like, Jason, you're, you're never going back to work. Like, yeah, actually I am. I'm, being a police officer is not for the benefits of the paycheck. It's who I am. So to the core. And so I just had to find little things and it was a process that is built over 18 years to what you need here. So, so Jason, it, it really, it brings us full circle. And, uh, you know, this show has been a little different because there was so much, you have such an incredible story and it's such a heavy and, and, and uh, just story of overcoming that I felt like we needed to, uh, build it up before we got to our word of the day. And, right. and everything you've talked about, everything you've been through comes down to what your word is. So the word of the day for Jason Schechterly is, and you go ahead and tell everybody what this is. And you just basically have talked about all of it. Mindset. Mindset is absolutely everything. And the most powerful gift that we have, the most incredible strength that we can draw from, it is absolutely our choice, every minute of every day, every person, every situation, 100% we get to choose how to respond, how to react, how to overcome, how to deal with it, whatever. And having the understanding and the appreciation, the experience of not always winning those battles. I mean, again, I've, I've had plenty of bad days. I have my anger. I have my anxiety. I have my tears. I have my fears, whatever. But it's the mindset that you create for yourself on how you're going to get to where you want to be, whether it's a few hours from now or whether it's going to be a few years from now. So mindset is something I think about literally every minute of every day. What, what is, uh, what is it? I mean, you, you, yeah, I don't, I don't even, even know if we can read the definition. I would like to hear what Webster's small minded definition of mindset is. Cause I think, I think Jason, you just, uh, gave, I think you just schooled Mr. Webster himself. Yeah, you schooled me too, man. I got, 
I got something in my eye. I don't know what flew in my eye. I got tears coming out of my eyes. I got, I'm a fucking train wreck, but mindset. Uh, and I feel silly saying this to someone like you, but it is the established set of attitudes held by someone. That is probably the most generic definition so of a lame. word. Yeah, that, it's that just, was like an Air Force yeah, definition. That, that, that was ridiculous. I'm <laughs> gonna, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think you hit it on the head, brother. And I mean, you know, uh, you're surrounded by two guys that are all about leadership and mindset. And I'll tell you what, man, I am way out of my element. Just listen to your story. It's rare that people bring a tear to my eye. I mean, I'm sitting over here in tears because what I do as a father, when you said, are you two both fathers? I immediately put myself and I did, I've done the same thing with Jason. I put myself in your shoes and, and, and when you're, and when your son said, that's not my, my daddy, you know, I, yeah. I, I'm sorry. I think if that was my daughter saying that to me and just what you had to deal with to over, to overcome that. I mean, brother, I salute you from the bottom of my heart. Yeah. Thank you very much. It's, it's obviously devastating, but if you stay in the fight, if you stay the course and understand, you know, Tim Brown, you guys know him well. He's oh, one yeah. of my favorite, favorite people. And he says it very simple. Be patient in your grief. Be patient in your struggle. And now that kid who didn't recognize me, in a week, he's going to turn 21. And he is absolutely killing it in life right now. So I get to look at him. We had a baby after the accident. That kid is 16 years old. He is so humbly appreciative. He's thinking about playing baseball. He's, he's definitely going to play college baseball somewhere. He's thinking about going to the Virginia Military Institute and getting his commission that way and nice. serving our country. That's awesome. It is, so I've got all these things that I look back on, and I'm like, there's not a day that I would trade because look at the ripple effect of what's happened. But I, let me tell you guys something real quick, and I'm sorry I'm rambling. I hope your listeners don't care. And I'm not just saying this um, – because I'm on your show. One of the things I've always, my entire family served in the military. My grandfather fought World War II, Vietnam, four tours in Vietnam. He was in Korea, tail gun on an airplane. I grew up with him. He truly never had a bad day, Jason. He never was in a bad mood. He was never without a smile. And a long time ago, I read a book that you guys are going to know very well called Lone Survivor. I was on a flight. Yeah. And and I will say it, it changed my life because I've always been a military guy. I've always believed in that. But the Navy SEAL stuff, I didn't truly understand. And then I read this book and I read what he went through. I read, read what Max went through. I read what Murph is like. I mean, if you if somebody came to me right now and said, Jason, name one person you can give anything to me, anybody you want to meet in this world, and say you bring back Lieutenant Murphy because he's the only guy I want to meet. That book changed my life. And ever since then, that's kind of where I've gone is is with the humble knowledge that I could not have achieved that. I couldn't have gone through that. I couldn't have done what you guys do. No different than I can't go cut somebody's head open and be a neurosurgeon and I can't be the starting wide receiver catching passes from Tom Brady. I respect that fact, but I find my motivation with guys like you and it has made a difference 
in my life. You got to find something. And that's what I've chosen. To do. Well, I mean, you, man, you took that mindset. I, I don't know when you made that choice, but you continued in your career. You went back, you defied the odds. Oh yeah. Um, listen, my hands are as disfigured and deformed as they could be. I went back. I learned, I worked with our SWAT team. I worked with our firearms instructors. I figured out how to load, unload a little 38 revolver. My eyesight is terrible. I mean, I'm blessed. I shouldn't even have eyesight after all these years. I was blind for nine months and now it's off and on. All these years later, I'm, I am blind in my right eye. My left eye is still hanging in there. But I got back to where I could shoot a gun, uh, hit the target, and worked my way up to where I was a homicide detective serving a greater cause than my own, being productive again. And that went a long way in my recovery because I set that goal for myself. I don't care who tells me I'm not going back to work. I'm going back to work. I said it. And I did it. And so I, I ended up retiring five and a half years after the accident in August of 06. And I have no regrets, but uh, that was a big part of my recovery was achieving those goals. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, that's so amazing and it's so powerful. I mean, everybody out there, I mean, human beings, we are goal oriented people. I mean, no matter how lazy you are, if you, if you set a goal for yourself and you accomplish it, you feel good about yourself. And, and it just, it, the more goals you set and accomplish, especially the more monumental goals. And for you to come back as an active duty police officer, as a detective, I mean, that is a testament to anyone out there. I mean, you literally came back from the dead and, and, and overcame you, you conquered your goal, man, you did it. And that's, what's so awesome about this. So now you have gotten out, you, you retired from the police force and you took, you know, those amazing debonair looks and your incredible ability to tell a good story. <laughs> and uh, and you started to get out and speak. And actually, your story was featured, uh, your, the, your amazing story was featured in the book, Burning Shield. So between that book and now you getting out there and spreading this message, how, how are you doing that? And tell me more about this book. Well, the book came about, it actually took eight years of three authors to get this right. Uh, but the guy who uh, finally completed it. He just an outstanding author. And what he, what what's beautiful about this book is because I was asleep and because I didn't know a lot, he took the time to go and interview every single person involved, dozens and dozens of people from the firefighters to the doctors to my family, and put the story together in perfect perspective. Something I'm very proud of. I mean, I'm not the great greatest self marketer, and we're self published on Amazon. It's not like I'm on the New York Times bestseller list and have only sold probably, it's been out since 2014. I think we've only sold 5,000 copies. It's not nothing to, uh, that is too exciting, but I'm incredibly proud of it. I love this book. And my speaking career started organically. I didn't know my story had evolved. I had told my story very well. I didn't know how to speak. And then I had a, uh, another one of those aha moments almost like when Mark Atkinson died back in 2010. I was, I was, I owned a business, Donner's medical transport business. And again, life was pretty set, making money, taking care of my family and just uh, going on with life. And, and I did a speech one day and I, I wish I knew who this was, but I had a New York firefighter walk up to me and he said, uh, Jason, I was at 9-11, lost a bunch of my friends and I'm currently going to a divorce. 
and this was 2010. So nine year gap between his his life ambushes, as you call them, and um, for him to say that my story, my words changed his life, I immediately sold my business and I decided I'm going to do this full time and get as good as I can at it. And now I'm blessed to do it. And I I love it more than anything. Amen. So what message would you put out there to anybody that's going through, (laughs) not many people are going to go through what you go through, but for people that are struggling, for people that are down, that for people that, no offense, Jay, think they're having bad days, what advice, what motivation, what inspiration would you give people? Because I mean, when I look at you, man, and I think shit's bad, you know, we talk, we're friends, um, you lift me up. So what would you say to those individuals? Well, I love that you you ask it in that way, because here's something that I've learned over the years. It's something that I believe in very, very strongly. The absolute worst thing, the thing that I dislike the most after I get done with one of my presentations is for somebody to come up and say, wow, you make my problems look small, or I thought I had problems. Look, you, you cannot compare your adversity to somebody else's. It is completely unfair to yourself. You, you, it's like grabbing yourself by the back of the collar and yanking yourself backwards. J- Jason says it in his presentations. You're going to have, on average, five life ambushes. You don't need to sit around and wait for those. You're going to have days where you get a flat tire. You're going to have days where your kid screws up a test or is not doing so good. You're going to have days where you have the flu. You don't feel very motivated. You're going to have death in your family. And it's every day living life to live is to hurt. That's just the very thing. You don't get to be in love and laughing and all this shit all the, all the time. So what I encourage people is to embrace whatever you're going through. And it's not big or small. It's yours. You embrace it. Mindset is everything. There's nothing as powerful as a made-up mind, and you just have to get through the day-to-day stuff. And I can't wait. You got, and you got to find something different every day. I woke up this morning, and I can't even tell you that alarm clock went off 4:45. And as soon as I got up, I'm like, "Oh man, today is going to be a good day." I am doing this podcast with you guys. A few hours ago, I did my own podcast. But guess what? When I wake up tomorrow, I don't get to be with you guys. I don't get to be doing this podcast. So I got to find somebody, something else. Inspiration and motivation doesn't last. Neither does bathing. So take a freaking shower every day. You have to find <laughs> wow. yeah. something. I love you it. Gotta find, you got to find it every day. And it's, it's going to be different. Find your favorite song. Talk to your kid. Kiss your wife. Look at your best friend. I don't care. Find something every day. Fall in love with life and pull yourself in the right direction. Amen. Yeah, baby. Everybody lives in their own personal hell. I mean, that's oh, it. Oh, God. Yeah. Yes. And, yes. Uh, I mean, perspective can help lessen it, but it just doesn't uh, – you've got to grind through. Yeah, you as the individual, listening on this podcast, listening, you know, on your radio, listening, you know, on your phone, uh, you know, at the end of the day, it's you. You have to make that choice to drive forward and conquer and find – 
what motivates you and overcome and, you know, basically get off the X. And that's what Jason has done. It's what this show is about. I love it, man. I love listening to you speak. I tell you what, people need to follow you on social media because I love watching your positive posts. Uh, They motivate me, brother. I love seeing them. So tell everybody where they can find you. Uh, Tell them your social media handles and where can they find you if they're interested in uh, bringing you out to uh, relay some of that positivity, that amazing message. Yeah, I'd love to gain some more followers. And I follow the hell out of you guys inspire me every freaking day. I've been jumping on your live feeds and asking questions. And uh, I love you. I love your posts as well. It, it's, an, it's an important medium. And my last name is not the easiest to spell. Uh, it's Schechterle, S-C-H-E-C-H-T-E-R-L-E underscore J-A-S. And that's both my Twitter and my Instagram. My website is burningshield.com, just like the book. And I will proudly say to everybody out there, if anybody wants to have me speak at one of your conferences, anybody wants to get a little inspiration, motivation, and learn more about my story, there's one person to call, and it's the long-haired admiral at Eagle Rise Speakers. Because that's how you get me. That's how you hire me. That's how and I'm and I was just in Virginia Beach three or four weeks ago. I know you had to travel out of town. I'm coming back to Williamsburg on June 5th next week. I'll be speaking in uh, Williamsburg on June 5th, and I'm hoping you'll be able to get out there. I think that's a little farther from your house. But you call Jason's wife, Erica, and she will hook you up with me getting there. And you could tell I like to run my mouth. So. <laughs> Well, brother, you're you're doing a great job. You're doing amazing things. And dude, we are honored to have to have you on the show. I mean, your story is incredible. I know there's a lot of people that are sitting there just like Ray and I and just listening to it and uh the things you've been through and how you're maintaining. I mean, you've done it, man. You've done what what I speak a lot about. It is choosing positivity over negativity and having gratitude for the good things around us, identifying them and finding them. So yeah, good stuff, it's guys. Always something to be grateful for. Yeah, listen, you can hit him at Jason at BurningShield.com. Check out the Badge Boys. That's his podcast. Go to www.BurningShield.com. Check him out. Follow him on Instagram. That is an order. Yeah, baby. So, all right, guys. Well, this is, uh, we got to wrap up with our two minutes of uh, motivation. So, Jason, what we do is we go back to the word of the day And it's just a rapid fire, you know, just like machine gun. This is the word of the day and what it means to me. And I tell you what, man, we may do something unique. You've been so amazing. I'm going to hand it to you, man. What does mindset mean to you? Give us us our uh, two minutes of motivation. The floor is yours. Oh, my goodness. I could talk for hours on this. Mindset is everything, literally everything. and. Nothing as powerful as a made-up mind. Find something to be grateful for. Every day you can find something. Find somebody else you can help. Find a way that you can better yourself. Every day you better your – do something to better your health. Do something to better your finances. Do something to leave your house, the next meeting, the next phone call, the next podcast, better than you found it. If you can answer those questions every night when you go to sleep, what did I do today? Three simple questions. You're, trust me, you're going to always go to bed with a peaceful mind. And when you wake up the next day, 
the process starts all over again. You're going to have battles, you're going to have setbacks, and you're not always going to be the best version of yourself. That's more than okay. Accept that and embrace it. Jesus, we all have all have our bad days, and we are certainly entitled to those. Find what moves you. Find what motivates you. Go that direction. Mindset. I love it. I can't top that. I love not it. Not today. Yeah, man. I think we're just gonna we're gonna close with that, brother. Normally Ray and I jump in, but dude, you you have dominated, man. You have you have come on the show and you have overcome and conquered the the JR Overcome show. <laughs> this is the uh, the uh, epitome of rip. Rank has its privileges, brother. You earned it. You uh you got it. Yep. All right, man. This has been the JR Overcome Show, episode 21. I am Jason Overcome Redmond. And I am Ray Cash Care. And we are out. Boom. Thanks for listening to the JR Overcome Show. Tune in next time. And please remember to subscribe on iTunes and SoundCloud. Please visit JROvercomeshow.com. This is Ray Cash Care. Thanks for listening to the JR Overcome Show. If you love the show, ladies and gentlemen, we would love for you to do us a huge favor. Go to iTunes, subscribe, leave a five-star message, leave a comment, and share with your friends. Boom!